Welcome to the busy Latter-day Saint, where righteous desires and living life come together. Here, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints discuss their challenges and successes studying the scriptures. I'm your host, Richard Bernard. The music for this program is by Marvin Goldstein and used with his permission. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to leave a comment regarding this episode or the podcast in general. To leave a comment, go to lovethepodcast.com forward slash B is in boy LDS. That is love the podcast, all one word. Lovethepodcast.com forward slash B LDS. Or you can click on the link in the show notes. Marilyn, my guest today, is a third generation farmer living in Tennessee and the Stake Relief Society president. She's a bundle of energy and attacks life with positivity that is contagious. With all her responsibilities, she makes she makes time to study the scriptures. I think you will find her approach to scripture study refreshing and a great example that you are never too busy to study the scriptures and draw close to the Lord. Now, here is Marilyn. Well, Marilyn, welcome. How are you doing today? I am great, thank you. Good. Now, I'm sorry. I heard that uh, you said, well, actually, you told me your, your knee popped out. I had I have a broken kneecap. We found out this week, and I have a that's on one knee, and the other ankle has a Achilles tendonitis. Oh my goodness! So, not been my week. Yeah, and you're walking, or how are you getting around? Um, I'm walking. It is fairly better. I have a brace, but over the night I have had a a. a uh, Oh, sciatic nerve problem. So I have really fallen apart. Yes. <laughs> yeah, apart. it sure sounds like it. Now, how did you yeah. break a kneecap? I, my son uh, bought a house uh, uh, through the field here about a half a mile away from us. And I was going into his new house with my hands full of stuff. There was a, just a little bit of lip on his sta- uh, stairs that I my foot found, but I didn't see, and I tripped and landed on my knee. Oh. So I just found out, that was in October, I just found out it was fractured. I just kept right on going. Uh, It's a busy busy person. It didn't bother me that bad. I just kept trucking, but it's been bothering me lately, so (laughs) I guess guess it caught up with me. Well, now, uh, you told me you were farmers. Yes, we're farmers. Um, I am a farmer's wife. I am a farmer's daughter. I am a farmer's granddaughter. So we've been farming for all my life. So uh, we raise um, corn, wheat, soybeans here. Uh, how many acres do you have that you you Ooh, We were fr- we've we've kind of slowed down. My husband and I decided to kind of semi-retire so we're working about 500 acres that's just kind of hobby farming uh we were working uh almost 2500 and so we've just kind of slowed down and like i said just a hobby farming right now a hobby farming with 500 acres okay yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> We have all the equipment, so we just thought, we'd well, we'll just do a little bit long of it, and, and when we decide to quit, we'll quit. 
Yeah, I'm a farmer boy, or I'm not a farmer, I'm a city boy. And okay. uh, I don't know anything about farming other than you plant something, it grows, and you harvest it. Uh, that's I've summed up my whole knowledge of, of farming. Well, you know, when we're farming full-time here, we start uh, before daylight, and it stops after dark, and then sometimes it goes way past dark when we're in harvest season. So, uh, you know, uh, when uh, my husband was serving in the state presidency here, uh, people would call, you know, 3.30 in the afternoon or 4, expecting to be in. And I said, no, he won't be in quite late. Let me get your number and have him call you back if it's convenient. So it's a, it's, it's a good life. We like it. We, we, we love it. Well, good. Well, we need farmers. <laughs> yes, we do. Without farmers, uh, we're, we'd have a very tough time. Unfortunately, I, I hear that big corporations are buying up a lot of farms. Um, we, yes, uh, there are borrowing, not so much in this area. Uh, we have had a lot of our farmland in the surrounding counties bought up by, uh, the Amish that are moving out of Pennsylvania because they've run out of farmland and they're coming here and bu buying large tracts of land. Well, that's interesting. And, they're, they're, yes. they're leaving Pennsylvania. Yes. Wow. How much is an acre of farmland right now? And, and by the way, does that price depend upon what you're growing or what does it depend upon? Depends on the demand more than anything else. Um, they vary in this. Uh, we, live in a, we live in a dominant area of Kentucky. And uh, I think there's a, we're about four counties wide here, which is the dominant farming area in uh, Kentucky there's more areas but um, and then Tennessee that you go down into there is a large area of right through here um, it varies between 10,000 to uh, 12 15,000 an acre well now your family um, you, children you have children I have uh, two children uh, they're uh, both older. Uh, I have grandchildren, too. Uh, Justin um, is 39, and, Zo uh, and Aaron is uh, two years younger. That makes her 37. And how many grandchildren do you have? Oh, grandchildren. Uh, 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 three, 14. Zoe, Zoe is 14. Christian is 10. And Mia is 18 months. Okay. Now, is your uh, son a farmer? Uh, no, he's not. He is uh, currently a tow, mo tow motor driver <laughs> in a factory. Uh, what kind of driver? A tow motor. A tow motor. You know, the lifts that load things on trucks and move scaffolds. Oh, okay. All tow right. motor. Okay. Well, now, <clears throat> as far as church, what church callings have you had? Have I had? Yeah. Uh, uh, I have been uh, in primary. I was a Relief Society teacher. I have, when the, our stake was first organized years and years ago, I was the first stake uh, young women's president. Um, I have, I worked with LDS Family Services for about 15 years, um, off and on. Uh, well, more on than off. 
Uh, I am currently the Stake Relief Society president now. Okay. Now, I'm amazed you have time with the LDS services if you're a farmer. Um, well, you know, that you just fit in. Uh, because we were so far away, our at the time that I was serving with LDS Family Services, our office that we had was out of Atlanta. And we had representatives that would come and travel this way about once a month. And I would just take that day when they were here visiting with members and go and be coordinator, take care of the paperwork. I did some work and visiting and delivering um, people that needed appointments that were visiting, like I said, needed to see um, the uh, uh, gentleman that was here with LDS Family Services. Um, I was just kind of the coordinator of appointment times uh, they would, uh, most of that was done through Atlanta office, but I just was the front person when they were here visiting. Okay. Well, you certainly are not one to just lay around and watch uh, soap operas. No. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. And, and I was doing all that while I was working full time at a bank. Oh, my goodness. I, I managed, I worked for uh, our neighborhood bank for 42 years, and the last, um, I guess, 25 years of that, I managed a bank. I was a loan officer and a manager. Oh, my goodness. I didn't sit still long. No, you sure didn't. Well, now, your husband, you said he was uh, in the stake presidency. What has he done? He he was, uh, let's start early on. He was uh, Elders Quorum president years and years ago. Then uh, he was in the... uh, became a bishop, actually the youngest bishop that had ever been called in our stake at that point in time when our children were tiny. Then uh, he later became a high councilman. He then uh, served, uh, I guess, nine and a half. No, he didn't full full time. He served in the stake presidency as the uh, second counselor for about, um, I think, seven and a half years. No, it was nine and a half years. So he, ta- he, he was at the end full time. And then um, after that, uh, after he, uh, I think we came back home to our ward. He came back home to our ward for three weeks. And then we were called to serve uh, with the mo- as a mom and pop for YSA. Uh, in another branch, so they transferred our records from here to about the um, in the next town, which is Clarksville. It was about a 45-minute drive for us three or four times a week when we were serving with the YSAs. Uh, they were just a group at that time under one of the um, wards, which would be Clarksville uh, First Ward, and we served down there for 18 months. Um, most wonderful time of our lives. Um, the children were gone at that time, um, so we were you know, had time to had time to devote to that. Uh, and I was still working. My husband was still farming, and we made two, three, and four trips to Clarksville to meet with this YSA group. Loved it. 
Uh, we served with them till they became a branch, and then they sent us back home. And um, I, w- I was back home working. Um, uh, I think I had been back to our home ward about two weeks, and then I was called to be the Stake Relief Society president. So it's just an ongoing thing. Just stay busy, stay busy. Yes. And now, um, are you currently serving as the Relief Society president? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that's a that in itself is a large responsibility. It is, but you know, with the COVID going on, it's kind of been it's almost been at a standstill to some extent. Um, a few of the a few of the sisters in the units have done some Zoom things. Some have not uh, uh, because of reasons that were. Uh, in the the state mandated, you know, uh, state as in Kentucky and Tennessee, the mandates for COVID were different in each state. State, so uh, it kind of limited to what we could do. Uh, so we're we we will start meeting full time in our unit on the twenty first of March. So that would be a, almost a full year since uh, we have met full schedule um, in our unit. Have you been having so, have you been having zoom meetings? Uh, we have had um, of course we you know had sacrament here in our homes in all of the units in the stake for oh I don't know how many months that went on I've just lost track of it you know you just, do what you've got to do. Then uh, we went when we went back. Uh, it was just for those that wanted to go, uh, and um, we start at that point in time. We went for sacrament, and uh, it was sacrament only. That was it. We went for sacrament. Announcements were made, and then out the door we went. And we would have time to get home, and we would have. Uh, it was not every Sunday, but like every other Sunday, we would have uh, Sunday school Zoom meetings. And then then uh, two weeks later, we would have Elders Quorum and Relief Society combined Zoom meetings. So that's basically what we did. We uh, The state did Zoom meetings. Um, uh, we started meeting a little bit more in person on a stake level because our numbers weren't as large. And we had a building we could spread out in. So, uh, but uh, we're having our first state conference this coming Sunday, um, the Saturday night session. Uh, is, of course, are not usually as large, but it is not limiting number because they feel like they can spread them out enough. But on Sunday, they're only going to be three. They have tickets, so they're only going to be 350 people there that Sunday. So um, it's 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 been a different world for us. But uh, I think most of the sisters and brothers have handled it quite well. Uh, my oh, my husband, I'm Scott. He serves as the elders quorum president in our ward, our unit here. So you know. Sunday afternoons, he would sit, you know, after we got back from Sacrament or before we even were going Sacrament, we're spent uh, calling, um, and I would make phone calls. We would sit on the front porch when it was summer. He was on one end and I was on the other, and we had our phones, and we were calling and checking on our um, 
members um, are ministering uh, assignments that we have here locally. And then I was calling and checking on uh, Relief Society presidents and um, throughout the stake. Oh, now, were you also calling for him? No, no. Oh, he was okay. doing his calling. I was on one end of the porch, and I was, and he was on the other end of the porch, and we each did our own. But we're, oh. we were sitting on the front porch together, watching the world go by, and you know, wasn't a lot of traffic at that point in time, and we just sat out on the porch and watched the world go by. And we were living, we live in the middle of the Amish community too, as I mentioned that. Uh-huh. So Sundays the buggies are going up and up and down. So that oh. was that was the bulk of the traffic that we were watching most <laughs> of the time. Well, he's Elders Corn president, so am I. Now, how old is he? Uh, Larry is 67. Okay, and I'm 73. I I told the stake president when I was called, I said, you're not supposed to call Elders Corn presidents that are so old. Well, <laughs> well, I, well, he was the first one that was called in our stake after that announcement was made. And uh, he just... I, and Larry, he uh, he he said he asked President Craig, "Why me?" He says, "You had more experience. You're older." <laughs> so that's the kind of way it went. Yeah. Well, I tried to convince our state president that this is for young men, not not for the old guys. But he did he didn't accept that. <laughs> well, I guess that's right because when I stop to think who's serving in the stake that I know of, uh, there are a few younger ones, but a majority of them uh, are Larry's age, maybe some a couple older. But uh, they've got the experience to do, uh, t- most of them in their previous callings were, you know, stake levels or previous stake presidents or, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, so they have the experience to keep and to do what needs to be doing in the elders quorum and working together with Relief Society portion of it and trying to get it to mesh and get the meetings going and everything yeah it, it's it's a lot of work it really is now your stake is covers a huge area it covers two states yes it does uh, how long does it take you to get from one end of the stake to the other well what we it's it, it is smaller now than it used to be um when when the Hopkinsville stake was first formed, it even went down to Fulton, and it was a uh, went from Fulton up to. It would take me two and a half hours to drive, and then there were some more adjustments. But uh, we have had a couple of units that have left to be closer to a stake center. So it does, I think the furthest I have to drive is about a 45 to an hour drive, depending on the traffic, even though it's Clarksville and it's right down the road, the traffic is terrible. Uh, It's not, it's not a huge traffic, but it's just inconvenience. And then if you go the other direction, it's about an hour's drive. So for my home, which is about in the middle of the stake, about an hour's drive either direction. Okay. Well, that's not as bad as I thought it would be. No, it's not. It's not really. The the roads are good other than going to Clarksville in town. But uh, we have the Tennessee units um, are, we've just, uh, Let's see, in the last couple of years, we have two new uh, units, uh, the Cunningham. I think Tammy served in the in uh, 
the Cunningham unit. She was a, she left me as a counselor to go to be the first Relief Society, and then they formed another one two weeks ago, uh, ago called Kirkwood. And those, those units, we feel like in time, this is just uh, state presidency and I call them, because of the growth in that area, and they are more, not citified, but it's, it's, it's a different environment. Uh, they will probably become a stake eventually. Mm-hmm. And then the Kentucky units will come another director. It's just like a day and night situation when you're dealing with the Tennessee units versus the Kentucky units. Kentucky units are, we're a rural uh, uh, farming factories. You know, it's not, uh, there's not any, other than Hopkinsville, which is the state center, there's not any real large towns. I mean, they're, you know, moderate-sized towns, but nothing really, really large like Clarksville. So uh, that Clarksville has one, two, three, four, five five units in it in the area of that you know which i classify as clarksville yeah it's uh it's it's totally different to what i'm um, obviously used to Um, i've visited with what we visited with tammy a few times when she was there and just for the listeners uh, tammy is our daughter yes uh, she's the one that uh, referred uh, you to to me but she spoke very highly of you and she said you're somebody i've got to talk to she is amazing. I just think she's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's not anything she's not afraid to tackle. So the two of us got along well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. She, like I said, she spoke very highly of you. Well, turning you. to turning to the scriptures, how do you approach the scriptures? Oh, when you're busy, it's hard to do that. Yes. Most of most of the time, I just get up early. If you could, see, if you had your camera on, you could see my dining room table, and on the other end are my scriptures and my study books and my markers and my pencils and, uh, you know, um, you just get up early in the morning, take some time to read. Um, I have found a couple of things that. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? My phone and my Bluetooth and my car are really get used a lot uh, as I'm traveling to and from, or if I want to listen to it because things are going on, I may listen to the Sunday Sunday school lesson or the uh, Relief Society lessons several times in my activities uh, that are going on. And but I try to sit down and find time to sit and study even if it's just a few minutes a day and certain times of the year here, uh, it is just few, a few minutes of the day. But, you know, of course, all they, they want us to do is to read. And, you know, and, and then sometimes it takes more times because I get busy, not busy. I get involved in what I'm reading and I want to I research what I'm reading. I go from uh, a footnote that I see something that I want to go and I go to another footnote and then I go to another footnote and and then the hour, you know, it's an hour gone and I have to stop. So uh, it's something that you just have to make yourself do or find um, different ways to look at studying the scriptures or reading uh, your, uh, your, your, Relay Society or Elder Quorum lessons, just finding those. Uh, like I said, my Bluetooth and my car and my phone and speakers 
that our Bluetooth have become well used, well used. Well, now, do you use a hard copy of the scriptures? Do you use digital? What, I, what do you do? I still try to have that hard copy of the scriptures. I've gone to those journaling scriptures. I've worn one set of scriptures out completely. And I said, well, I've just got to start all over. Uh, where were we? We were at a stake meeting or a general authority was here. And he says, every once in a while, you just have to start all over with a clean slate of scriptures and just start all over. So I am starting all over uh, on the Doctrine and Covenants. And I, li I like to make notes. I like to do that. But sometimes I listen two or three times, and then I go back. Then I look for those details. And I re will read them again and mark those things. And I just write all over them. <laughs> My scriptures are written all over. So I, I do not carry scriptures with me when I travel. I, I keep my phone or my iPad, but I have a set here, or in fact, there's probably two sets, one in my bedroom and one in the dining room that I just pick up when I'm ready to study. So with the lifestyle I have that we have, it requires a, uh, it requires a, a planning on when you're going to study. It does, but it gets done. Well, now, you mentioned your car and Bluetooth. Are you listening to the Gospel Library, or are you using some other app? What are you using? No, I use the Gospel Library. Gospel That's Library. That's what I use. I just try to stay as close to the church, what the church has put out now, uh, or, uh, you know, BYU, or one of the church apps. Of course, there's several that have got the scriptures and things on them that you can read from. But most of the time, I start, try to stay pretty close to that now do you keep a journal oh no that's one thing i do not do i'm i'm sorry but it just is just does not fit in my schedule but now if you go and look at my date book that's there's my journal okay of what i do and most of the time i carry one and in the back is when we when i travel and um there's notes in the back of that so I guess I do because I've gone back to those previous date books where I have written things down and uh, find quotes or scriptures or things that the state president has said or general authorities that have been here or talks that were mentioned. So I do journal, but it's it's a in my date book. Yeah, well, there's many ways to do this. It, one doesn't yes. have to have a book that says journal on the cover. And there's just uh, many ways to do that. Um, you, you said that you um, you listen to uh, maybe something several times before you actually start reading it or delving into it. Are you more of an auditory learner? Yes. Oh, okay. I can hear. Yes, I can. Uh, I I can. That's that's the way I learn. And then I've listened to it. I've gotten the concept of what's there. And then when I pick it up, I really go in detail and really. Do you say dissect the scriptures? Is that a proper term? Or yeah, uh, the 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 scriptures and the verses and things like that. Okay. And are, are you one to memorize uh, scriptures at all? 
Um, no, don't get me to memorize. No, no. Uh, my brain's moving too fast to stop and memorize. That takes me, I have to stay in one spot longer than, than I need to. Yes. Yeah, well, I have trouble memorizing and I'm not running around like you are, but... Uh... <laughs> Uh, but it amazes me when people have that ability to just memorize, not only memorize, but 10 years later, remember what they memorized. So I just, I'm, I'm really amazed with that. Now, do you and your husband study the scriptures together? Mm, we, we really did during the pandemic when it was just us here, we really did. And then, uh, as we have opened up, it is not always time. Um, we'll discuss it sometimes and discuss the lessons that we have been given because he's going one direction. He's going to El Elkton, which is our home unit, and I'm usually traveling somewhere else. Okay. And so uh, the time frame that we usually were studying was on Sunday afternoons. And um, with, uh, with uh, my travel schedule and my parents' that are in that are elderly it kind of eats into time of studying this t together but it's not that we don't discuss it which we do uh you know uh when i have been at places we'll uh, we'll come back and said did y'all discuss this in sunday school this week did you did you hear it the way i heard it mm. and we will go in depth about that since we're all studying on the same scriptures yes well, it's been very enlightening how um, someone as busy as you are, how you approach this. Um, well, what time do you get up in the morning? Uh, well, I wake up about 4. Now, when I get up, it's more like 5.30 to 6.30, depending on what's going on, somewhere in that general area. Right. Sometimes when it gets light, I'm up. <laughs> so um, do, when do we stop at night? when we can't see <laughs> okay <laughs> all right well i've enjoyed the time with you it's um thank you yeah I, I doubt if i'll ever be back in your area again since tammy moved to utah but it'd be nice to meet you and um well, uh, and, and and learn about farming well i'm hoping that tammy is on my radar when we head west and we want to do that this summer if oh. everything opens up. So she's on my radar to visit. So okay. uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I miss her. I really do miss her. But, um, you know, um, we, we just get up and go and do the things that the Lord's asked us to do. And I don't look at it as sometimes um, people get overwhelmed with it. And um, but. The Lord's going to let us do what we've been called to do. He will provide us a way to get it done. And um, maybe I don't study the scriptures the way other individuals do, but I feel like I'm getting what I need because I feel the Lord with me all the time. So uh, that's that's the way I that's the way I look at studying the scriptures. Well, I think that's what it's all about, and yes. I, I don't think there is a an actual standard of what one should do. And I've been interviewing enough people for a long enough time that there's just so many different ways. But um, if it helps you connect with the Spirit and provide you with revelation, then it, it's working. Uh, there's a there's a song uh, that if I really want to uh, get enthused and get my mind in a in a upbeat level, 
uh, uh, Gladys Knight did uh, a song years and years and years ago called Sisters in Christ. And it is such a upbeat song that makes you want to, uh, I guess, they say, they say that uh, when I'm driving into some of the church buildings, they see my car vibrating because <laughs> they know I've got that song on because I'm bouncing. And sometimes we have to have the things that will drive us or not drive us, but inspire us. Uh, to do our callings and to do what we need to do in our lives, even if it's just a simple song or listening to a certain talk that inspires us. If we listen to it over and over and over again, uh, we get excited about it. And that's the way I am about certain things. Well, I think those are great ways to do it. Um, music certainly touches the soul, and um, yes. we're we're asked to to listen to hymns even in our homes, and it does invite the spirit. So I think that's great. Well, it's time for us to end, and I don't think you've ever listened to this podcast, but I always end with a testimony. Your testimony. Would you mind bearing your testimony? I would be glad to. You know. Uh, I know my Heavenly Father loves me and has given me so much in our lives. He has uh, put me in contact with so many people to uplift myself. He has given me the desire to share the gospel, even in just if it's just the way I live, uh, to let people know that I love my Heavenly Father. He has uh, blessed us um, because we have continually done what the Lord has asked us to do. We've been blessed uh, in our farming operations. We have been blessed in our gospel. We've been blessed in our homes and our health. And I think it's just from following our Heavenly Father's instructions and um, uh, the President's instructions and not what we do. I know, uh, I know He loves me. I know He gives me the encouragement to go and do the things He has given me um, the ability to never meet a stranger and to um, be able to to love and to be able to understand and uh, to always have friends that understand uh, understand me. I know that my Heavenly Father know, loves me and I am so thankful for my elder brother Jesus Christ that put took the burdens upon the cross for me that I may do the things that I am now able to do in my life. I am thankful for the priesthood that I have in my home. I'm thankful for my children. I am thankful for good friends. I am thankful for this gospel. And I say these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.